On this week's Vero Beach social media pop-up podcast, we have Lou Kohlbauer, owner of Chive and Green Marlin Restaurant here in Vero Beach. We talk about the restaurant industry, staff shortages, and of course, marketing. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. everybody welcome uh, to another edition of the Vero Beach social media pop-up podcast this is the seventh episode I'm here with Lou Kohlbauer owner of Chive and a Green Marlin uh, say hi to everybody what's going on glad right. to be here yeah thanks for uh, for joining us we've actually filmed a couple of these podcasts one in Chive and yep. one in Green Marlin We're so glad it's a pleasure to yeah a pleasure to finally have you here so how you doing today we're doing good. We're busy. Yeah. Good. Yeah, busy's good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the, we were just talking before the uh, podcast started. The biggest issue for you is uh, staffing now, right? Yeah, staffing. Oh, man. So uh, so we'll dive right into this. Of course, we want to talk about marketing and all that stuff because that's what we do. But I am very interested to hear your thoughts and, uh, and everything about staffing and how that's going to get fixed. What do, what do you think is going to happen? Well, like we were talking about, we're going to have... Uh, the restaurant business always had people in it that, you know, just making a buck, uh, not really passionate about this business. And I think those people during this 18 months, 19 months have had the opportunity to find another way to make money. So the people that really didn't care about, you know, being creative or making food or some to be great in this business, you just really have to like to do things for people. Right, right. Uh, it doesn't work for everybody. So these people, I think, a lot of people found a different way to make money, whatever it may be on the internet, started their own business like we, you were saying. Yeah, that, that's, my, it, that's my theory and philosophy. It did, and that's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a bad thing for right now because we, we do depend on, I like to have at least 70 or 80% of the staff that really loves the restaurant business, and then you can fill sure. 20% with people that are that just making sense. a buck. But I think in the long run, we're going to get a higher percentage of people that are passionate about the restaurant business that want to be there that want to be a part of a team that want to grow towards the future that's going to be good for us in the future right now is the growing pains to get to that point right yeah i had this theory uh, about covid and all these businesses that shut down and people were like oh covid's killing business covid's killing business and my, my philosophy was always no covid's killing bad businesses it is if you're a good business it was a death blow you will you will stay good you will stay afloat yeah you'll stay up if you're a bad business this was good for the economy i think i know it sounds backwards it, but it weeded it out the people help. that didn't need to be here the, yeah. the stronger and the restaurant business is we're it's guilty of that it has a lot of people that i always i have friends that made money doing something else whether doctors lawyers and then they're like i'm gonna open a restaurant I'm like just give me two hundred thousand dollars and i'm gonna save you five hundred thousand right. dollars <laughs> love they're it like, what <laughs> like just give me 200 grand right Right, and I'll save you money. And you're going to yeah. you're gonna thank me later. <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it is always wild to me. And Andy and I actually talk about this. Andy has an extensive uh, background in uh, restaurant industry and bar industry and all that. And I think to myself, there is no fucking way <laughs> I could ever run a restaurant. I've never worked in it. Yeah. I've never been a bartender. I've never even been a busboy. There are plenty of people like me, though, that think that they can do it. And because it's insane. They see, they, when they see a smoothly running operation... They see a bar that's cool and fun. Right. They don't realize what goes into it. In the well, I want to be on it. this side of the bar, not that side. It's well, cool and fun from this that's side. Sometimes the problem is the people that want to start it think that they're going to be on that side hanging out with their customers and right. realize, like, right. well, to, this, for this to be successful, I have to do the work. I don't want to do that. Right. I already made my money. Right, right. 
And this was like a, a cool retirement where I could make a passive income. It's not a passive income. For right. sure, it is the anti If you're a good restaurant owner, yeah. it is not a passive, a passive income. But there are plenty of people out there that I think try. And, and, yeah. and they're just shitty business owners, shitty restaurant well, owners. And, it can be yeah. passive you, you know. Hold on one second. I got you on. So go ahead. Sorry again. I was going to say it can be passive once you've built that clientele and that, you know, the years of experience and good service. Semi-passive, Then you say. can make it semi-passive, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then you still have to rely on people being there, put in the yeah. time. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, we jumped off onto this just because you and I had had this conversation before. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how Chive started, because that was first, mm-hmm. and then how that evolved into Green Marlin. So let's, let's go all the way back to, I don't know, was this 2015, 2016? Talk to me about Chive. 2013. 2013. That's how long it That's the year it started, yeah. That, I've, so I've known you eight years? Yeah. That's insane. All right. Let's talk about Chive, the concept, how it got started. Talk to us about it. <laughs> well, we, you know, I was in, I was buying, selling houses, doing construction. Had my, uh, we had a company that did remodeling. But I, I was really more passionate about food than I am building. Although I do like to build, I think being creative means that you take any medium and you do something that wasn't there before. I like having an idea in your head and then getting it out so people can see it or taste it. Well, we're sitting in an art studio right yeah, now. I so love I that. think that Barry, that's probably music to Barry's ears. By the way, we are at Studio on 60. Uh, we're going to yeah, talk a little bit more about that. But I wish I was a better artist as far as painting goes. I'm okay, but I don't think anybody's buying anything. Well, Barry <laughs> could probably uh, teach you. Teach me? Yeah, yeah, in my spare time. There you go. Yeah, yeah, because you have all this time. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I digress. Let's go back. So you're a creative guy. You're building yeah. things, buying and selling houses but you're passionate about food. Yeah, and that, you know, obviously that went downhill 2008, 2009. Uh, But definitely got into kitchen and bathroom remodeling and then 2011 was out of that. Figured I'm going to do this. I'm going to make one more career change because a lot of my life I had restaurants and I was flipping houses. So I, I realized that sometimes you can't do everything. Right. You need to concentrate on one thing. So I dropped all the stuff and just went full on creativity towards the restaurant business. And then we started uh, wild time catering. Okay. Yep. Wild time catering ended up um, evolving pretty quickly to where we needed to get a, a nice little facility. I figured we'll get a little spot. I had went to a Chipotle, which I'd never been to before. Okay. <laughs> the one that opened out here. Yep. Yep. Which would be probably 2012. Because um, I opened Chai. Well, yeah, a year after it sounds about right. Yeah, but I, I liked the service, the way they serve the food. I think as Americans, we are very much like I want to see it. Right. Sure. So I, I love, in, whether we're talking about Chipotle or Chive, and I'm sure you're getting to this, but this is the mindset. This is this is the idea: is that I want that, that, mm-hmm. that, and that, and I don't want that, 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 that. Yep. And and like you said, you can see it. It's 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 made to order. It's, it's who we it's, are. It's, it's who we are now as Americans. We are yeah. very much. Yeah, uh, that that is exactly what I want. I don't want that, and a, a little bit about some, a little arrogance about menus is sometimes like this is the fancy way you should be eating this food. Right. Well, right. there's a place for that, but not in everyday. Like I I have a dietary restriction, or I'm trying to follow this diet. Sure. I did it mostly because I like that process, but I was unhappy with the options that I had. I think you got salsa, sour cream, guacamole. There's your choices. Right. Yeah, it's very limited. <laughs> I, I, I started by making sauces. That's who I was in college. I didn't have any money. 
my parents uh, would send me care packages most of the time with a case of ramen noodles. Right. Of course. I couldn't stand to eat a ramen noodle tasting the same way again. So I would make sauces out of whatever we had in the house. And then my roommates would get me to make these things over again. So I'm talking about whatever was in the cupboards got mixed with mayonnaise or something or whatever. So that's where uh, Chive kind of came about where we have 35 different sauces. So when you go in there, you can get something creative and you're doing it. And there's more than three different things you can do to your meal. Right, right. And then I expanded from there. We ended up doing, I have a curry sauce, um, uh, Asian, Asian flair, Cajun. You can almost go anywhere <laughs> with the, the different options that you have there. And that's why we, we do have certain things like our beans and rice are not over seasoned so that you can take it with a sauce any, any route you want. Any genre of food you can do by taking the sauce to it. So a lot of right. people I'll see, they're like, hey, I went to your restaurant. I uh, didn't like it at all. So what'd you get? I got beans and rice, chicken and sour cream. Yeah, well, you didn't like, put well, any you flavor didn't, in there. You yeah. didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you could have done that anywhere. And right. sorry. And it, it's, it is tough for some people because it is kind of up to you. I like my staff to lead you in the right direction. But sometimes people are intimidated or they're, they just don't like the process and they want to get out quickly. Right, right, right. And they do something that's not very good. Like uh, beans and rice and, and chicken, chicken and sour, sour cream. cream. Well, you're <laughs> never going to be happy with that. <laughs> that's as because vanilla our, as it gets. Because our meal. beans and rice are not overly flavored because I right. don't want them the flavors to mix in with whatever sure. sauce that you're going to pick. Sure. So, so you had Wild Time. You started yeah. Wild Time. You had this small little place for chive. 900 square feet. 900 square feet off Vol Dixie Highway. Yep. And, um, it, I mean, it blew up. You, you guys were Yeah, we were so nuts. busy the first six months. And remember, I was just wanting to not have to work for someone else. So I figured if I could just make a decent living, uh, do the catering on the side, have our open for lunch, and then close at 2 or 3. Right, right. We couldn't close. We were still busy. So we ended up, I, I think we opened the doors. I figured I was happy if we were going to do like four or $500 a day. Right. I think our first day open, we did $800. And then it was 12, <laughs> and then it was 15, 18, 22. I was like, okay, we've hit something that people like here. Yeah. And then I noticed that people couldn't get there. They, there was no parking. Oh, yeah. They couldn't yeah. get in line quick enough. The line was out the door around the corner. Well, and then you, you ended up expanding that space a little bit. I did, for but a not, short while. not before we opened a new one. I okay. opened Royal Palm Point. That's right. There were one two locations year, for a short while. One year yep. to the day that I opened the, the Old Dixie. So, so you have the small Old Dixie place. It blows up. You open Royal Palm. You have two. 1.7 miles away. Right. Two, two yeah. which are well, practically neighbors. Yeah. And then... And then what? I was going to close. Or I, no, I wasn't going to close. I was going to make the little one into a burger joint. Okay. Same right. concept, but you do burgers and right. uh, chicken burgers and veggie burgers. Same way with the building Pick your front protein. Of you. Pick the patty that they, you want. Yep, and they pick build the it in front you of want, you. And, and all the toppings are right there. But okay. our sales didn't dip oh. over there. So I'm <laughs> like, wait a minute. Okay, so now I have a restaurant that does two and a half to three times what the original one does, but the first one didn't lose its sales. Right. Why, so why, why would I change if it? it ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix then it. Then I realized we got a whole different clientele that, that went to the new one, and they, even though it was 1.7 miles away, they wouldn't go to the, the new one. Well, if you don't <laughs> know the geography of Vero Beach, which everybody listening to this probably does, but you're on Royal Palm Point, you're next to the bridge, you're probably getting some beach crowd. It's, it's, yep. it's considered a little higher end than you know Old Dixie Highway downtown. You're right. It's so funny. It's I would so get close. I would get people from John's Island call, and they would say, "We're from John's Island. We're going to make a reservation." When we had the old Dixie store. Oh my God. We're going to make a reservation. I'm like we have three tables. Right. You probably just want to stop by at some point and grab a burrito or something. Right. But we, you know, I had one top chef in 2013. So 
that was when we won Top Chef here, the Vero Beach uh, Top Chef. It, we got a lot of exposure press that said, oh, you know, Vero Beach Top Chef got his own restaurant. So but that's why we were getting all these people like, oh, we want to try uh, it. And yeah, they didn't know. Well, that makes sense, I guess. And uh, they, we were getting really good reviews. And I just thought it was funny. I'm like, well, there's a line. And then I had three tables. Because most of the time you were, if you sat at a table, which you got lucky enough to get a little table, there was a line of people's butts in your face right, right there. <laughs> like that's right there. All right, so you have Royal Palm, you have yeah. Little Chive or Old yeah. Chive or whatever you want to call it, Old, old Dixie. Uh, that goes away. Uh, I ended up buying my partner out, Travis, and gave him Wild Time Catering and bought him out of Chive. Okay, so now that's Wild Time. I gave him that location for Wild Time Catering only, yeah. Okay, you have only now one Chive, Royal yep. Palm Point. Nope. Oh, yeah, back right. then. Yeah. And, then um, and, and then you move where you are now, which is yeah. off of Miracle Mile. When and how, what, what, what happened there? Well, I had just finished doing the remodel on Green Marlin. Okay. <laughs> so when I, you know, I, you know, took a loan and get my dad and I, for the most part, are in there, um, beating that restaurant up, cleaning it, building tables, and uh, just get it up and running. Probably about five or six months, and then I, I, I hear through the grapevine that they're not going to renew my lease at Royal Palm Point. Gotcha. So then I, I run quickly and and figure out what am I going to do. That place that had been there was 21st Street Tap House. Right. Yep. And it had been a they were, million things before. No, it was, it only it was been like Brugers, two. It was Brugers, and then it was Tap House. And then there was something before that, I thought. No. No, because when it was remodeled, was it became Brugers. Yeah. What was, okay, what was in that space before Brugers? That was the furniture gallery. That, that was still modern age? Yeah. There? Okay. I it didn't was, realize that. When they remodeled that, that was, Brugers was the first thing in there. It's so funny how my mind works. Like I, have, I, I for some reason, I thought it was like five or six different no. restaurants. It's, it's just two. No, and you and you, people are like, oh, that's a fail. You can't make it there. It's a that spot fails. I'm like, well, that's what they said about Chive, the first right. Chive. They right. said nothing makes it in that little spot. Right. And uh, I said, well, we'll see. And but I have two. We always had two avenues of revenue, which was catering and sure the sales of the restaurant. Um, I'm a big believer. Anybody out there listening that wants to start their own business, try to have as many revenue streams out of one location as you can that's yeah. going to help you and we knew i knew that we'd be fine because we had if sales. one starts to fall you can lean on the other one yeah and, absolutely yeah. Gotcha. but our catering was growing and we were we could have survived just on the catering sales right so you add something that pays the overhead and um gives you a, a way to get rid of other product like catering sometimes you have product that you don't use and you know right. we can uh, run we it out the restaurant and we have a special makes, menu item we make now. soups out of it we make uh you know quiches anything sure. you get creative with stuff that's yeah. part when you find out people that are successful in the restaurant business, they they don't lose product. They're creative with it. Right. Or they right. learn how to buy product that is inexpensive. You can't throw quality. it away. You can't throw it away. No. You got to figure out something to do with it. And you have to watch it. That's why we order at the Green Marlin. We order seafood every day. Yeah. So we're on top of it. We can't, I can't get a lot of product sitting there because we only order enough for one day. Right. Right. So you run out, you're out. And if we'll we run try out, try tomorrow. We're pretty, yeah. we're pretty good at, at, at ordering. Uh, it, it's took a while, but. <laughs> that, it took me probably six months to realize that okay you got no life because every day you get an inventory of what you have and every day you got to call it in by eight thirty or nine o'clock whether you're on vacation or not <laughs> that's which i haven't been on vacation i was gonna in a while. say what's a vacation but, yeah. for lou yeah but you're, you're you're staying on top of it but that's my guarantee because one of the reasons why i opened this restaurant was because i was tired of being lied to in this town or any town about fresh seafood because mm-hmm. it's it's a different animal it yeah. really is and yeah. frozen is not and even if they say well it's fresh frozen well you're, frozen. you're kidding yourself yeah. yeah and you're lying to people right 
So, so yeah, let's get into that. So, so back into the timeline, you still have Chive on Royal Palm, and you decide you're going to open a seafood restaurant. Yeah, How the because I was, I was waiting for it. I was actually, I was heading to Jupiter. I already picked out Chive's second location in Jupiter. Beautiful spot. Negotiated the lease and was ready to jump on it. And then I heard Outback was leaving that spot. And I've had the Green Marlin idea longer than I had Chive. I remember talking to you years I've had that back idea. in 13, 14 about Green Marlin. Yeah, it was an idea was that was yeah. going to be done somewhere. Right. I just didn't know where. So right. when, that, when they left that, I'm like, this is the spot so we i jumped on it i i um i met with michael richter which is the the owner of that building the owner of almost every building in bureau now. well yeah he's doing he's doing very well but he, yeah. he's dedicated to making sure that locals have a great voice in this town and i know he was working with a larger chain that was going to take that over and spend a lot of money remodeling over there and he, he ended up going with us instead that's great i love that and i mean the, he, it's so funny because in Vero, there's this, uh, oh, we don't want outsiders in here. They'll ruin it, this and that. And then you hear a story like that yeah, about but, Rector. It's like yeah. uh, he could have easily had, you know, I don't, I don't know who the, the Easily other guaranteed was, money. You're talking right, about, it right. is, there's not a deep well behind me. It's right. me <laughs> and Chive. That is, that is the well we're drawing from. So if I don't make it, there's no one you can hit up for some money. Right, right. right. The franchise that was going in there had, you know, other franchise stores that they could draw money from or something. Right. sure. A big corporate account, which I did not have. But so he, little kudos to Rector believed, there for... He, uh, yeah, and I think he yeah. liked the Chive concept, which yeah. he had, he did know of. So, and, so, so yeah, so we talked about Chive, where, where you go in, and it's Chipotle style if you've never been there. You, fast you, casual. Yep, you, you walk in, you tell them the, the type of meat or vegetables you want, and you, you could throw, I don't know, how many different things? There? Are there 50 different things you can throw the, on? The, the combinations, <laughs> if, you, if you multiply it out, it's in the trillions. Right of the combinations you can do. But you got, you know, slow roasted pork that we make there. You got steak, shrimp, fresh mahi, fresh scallops. Um, What else do we have? I always get get a grilled shrimp salad and I have like kind of my 10 or 15 things that I love to throw on it. And then it's like the best salad you can get. It really is. Chive chop is, I get that every time. Chive chop salad. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I get it every time. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's got a, it's got a good kick to it. Oh yeah. I actually, I add jalapenos too. Oh, you do? So you really like it spicy. But that we, we have a suggestion menu for people that do not want to make up their own mind. We made up menus probably about three or four years ago because we were just to you know build your own walk in and know that you have to be creative enough to come up with your own thing right off the bat. I said, well, some people just don't like this. They're walking out. They're they're frustrated. They're scared. Right. They're not creative, and it's not you know some people are creative, yeah. some people aren't. Sure. Well, I'm not creative. I found something I liked, yeah, and I get and the exact same thing every time. But if you <laughs> didn't have a good experience that first time, you probably wouldn't come back. So it's very important eh. for us to have to get to people, get them a menu in their hand because they're comfortable right. with that, and then see oh. Well, that's you have a menu, but these are really just suggestions. Sure, sure. That we know taste good together. So grab one of those as they're making it in front of you. Um, have them tweak it. You know, yeah, add throw something, a take something, something on there, some, some or, craisins or something. Or if you want to sit at the bar, we offer full service at the bar all the time. So yeah, I, you and I talked about this in the past. So at Chive, it's counter service only, unless you're at the bar, yeah. you can get bar service. Um, but that that doesn't work for some people. Yeah. What do you do to those people? So, like, I walk in, I got my family, I want to sit down, I want to be waited on. That's not really practical at Chive, but your answer is, well, I've got Green Marlin. I've yeah, got a place I that always, you can come to. There, there's, <laughs> we, we tried a little bit to add some servers over at Chive and, and go to the tables. It doesn't work 
there's a, several different reasons why it doesn't work. The way it's the just food, simply not practical for that type of restaurant. No, I understand. The, that. the food comes out of the yeah. kitchen in a way that you may have um, people standing in line ordering food and getting it made, and then a table with a ticket getting made. They may not get made in a manner that you're used to getting the product. Like your table may get three of the entrees, and then my staff has to make food for five people, and then they make two other entrees, and it comes out in a staggered yeah, form, which makes people very angry. Work. Yeah. And rather than do it poorly we just don't do it and i just say well i think you're gonna be happy if you go to the green marlin you'll you'll find that traditional service and it really takes away who we are chive is unique in the fact that you can get to all these crazy things and you can do your be be who you are there i don't want to take that away i never want to it changes who we are it changes why we are successful and i'm right. not, i don't want right. to do it no i love it uh, stick to what you're good at but if yeah. you do i mean the bar we have 35 seats at the bar you can sit at the bar and a bartender will take your order you do have a sheet where you can just check off items and right. get it made for you so that's my style and a I bunch mean, of big tvs yeah. too yeah, yeah. seven <laughs> tvs in the center yeah, andy and i we go there probably once a week yeah. and we sit at the bar yeah. and you know it's lunch full time. liquor 24 yeah, yeah. different drafts you got there's a lot of options there yeah i always say chive is for happy people like a little more <laughs> laid back it. a little more laid back you're not stressed out um and then green marlin's traditional you're gonna people that they fall into either categories a lot of people fall into both right and you know obviously we do That's, me, yeah, you know, I just vote. like to eat, so I, I fall I into too. every category but of food. But that's yeah. that's the variety. I, I can't imagine going same place every. And I I know people that do the five days a week. They'll go to the same restaurant yeah. and get the same thing. Yeah. That's I don't think that's where we're heading as a society. We are very much like we like variety a little bit more, sure. and we do like to get we like to see what we're getting before we buy it. That's why I like chive, and that's initially why I like Chipotle. They have they had the food out there. I'm like, well, that looks dry. I don't want that. Like, <laughs> let me look at this. The pork looks better than that, right? But we actually um, a lot of our our stuff. It didn't. I thought it was going to be like the Chipotle style, but it ended up not being like that because you cannot keep fresh seafood on a steam table. You have right. to saute it to order. So chive evolved into this quick service saute station. Right. So right. we're doing shrimp saute. We're sauteing steak from raw. And putting it right on your plate as you pay for it, you're not going to get down. shrimp down. Yeah, all you day. hear that? I hear it. I don't, know what the, down. I don't know what the hell all day means, but I hear it all the time. When I'm in. Total amount. So total, if, oh, okay. if if I had if they called one shrimp and I'm making that shrimp and then they added a shrimp, they would say two all day. Gotcha. Okay. So you know exactly. There's, there's one that you started and then one that I just added. That way okay. the cook can keep track. Like, okay, wait, he's giving me seven, but the all day means on the grill right now. I should have okay. seven. All right, I did, that's news to me. Well, I, I just hear him say cool. it. You get to yeah. see that you yeah. see the, the process that you do not usually see in a restaurant. You see there, and it's it is di- different from a cha- a chain or a fast food restaurant. These guys are actually doing real cooking. Their sautéing right. is a real thing, and and right. we use younger people. We don't usually have, you know, classically trained sauté chefs at right. at Chive. <laughs> But what a lot of these kids, once they, they learn how to saute, they don't realize that they would be great at almost any restaurant that they went to as a saute chef because, number one, they don't have tickets in front of them. Right. Right. Oh, they yeah. have to remember everything they're doing. Right. And you do some it's of the dishes. Set. You have to combine the, the vegetables, the protein, and the sauce. So right. you are actually making dishes that you didn't realize that you're a saute chef and that you could probably <laughs> hang with most saute chefs at any restaurant. And uh, they're prou- a lot of kids are proud when they get to that point where they go from being you know, the building the salads and building the plates to a saute position. Cause it is, it's very important. You overcook it, it takes seconds to overcook it. Right. And then you're done. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, 
when it takes 30 seconds to get from yeah. here to there, 35 seconds is past there. Yeah. And so, seafood, yeah. uh, um, shrimp, uh, the steak going, because yeah. we, we slice it thin, so we want it to cook fast. Sure. We're going from raw. Right. We want a hot pan cooking very fast, and it literally, you, you're 10, 15 seconds over, and it's, it went from medium to well done. Right. right. From the time that you walked the pan from here and dumped it onto a plate. Uh, it's definitely yeah. a skill set. So, all right, so let's get back to the timeline. Green Marlin opens, Chive's on Royal Palm. You're, you're not going to get we a, don't a get renewed lease, lease at yeah. Royal Palm. And then you find... I really, yeah, the, they, they had failed at 21st Street Tap House, and it was empty. Right, right. So you move in there. Called and, up Billy Moss, which, you know, if you're going to open oh, a yeah. restaurant in town, you're going to call Billy Moss. <laughs> Over at Lambert, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so, so Billy finds this place for you, yeah. and it's perfect. The Chive that you yeah. had... Listen, the little Chive was fine. For me, and again, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking as a consumer. Yeah. Little Chive was fine. It, it was small. You couldn't, you know, it was mostly to, to go. Um, Royal Palm was was cool. It was a nice little spot. I fucking love yeah, where you the are big, now. The big it one is, is the awesome. spot, man. It is outside perfect. seating. Oh, the um, TVs, the bar service, yep. all the tables. I mean, it really does fit your model. And and on the flip and side, the I think yeah, I think Green Marlin is perfect for what it is. You've got a nice bar. Yeah. You've got great seating. You've got all of that. So now we're going to get into, I mean, we've been doing this 30 minutes or something like that. How did you open these restaurants? Mm. How did you let the public know that Chive exists? <laughs> How did you let the public know? That I, I hyped Chive up. I started talking about Chive probably four months, five months before we opened. I had shirts made. I had hats made. We were on, uh, Facebook worked a lot better than, they didn't limit how much got out. Right. Without, yeah. I mean, you that was back when business pages, uh, if you followed a business page, everybody would see it. Now, I don't know if you knew this, 8 to 10% of the people that follow your page will see your posts organically. And that's a, that's yeah. a suppression that's Oh, they suppressed it. That, that, oh, they did. It's purposeful for I know Facebook, and they let you know that. They tell you that. Yeah, they because they want pay. you to pay <laughs> to hit the rest of the people. That's why get, we exist. They're getting paid. But, yeah. They're getting paid for you know the years that we got free, I guess. Um, I used to get thousands of likes on pictures, and now I get right. two. Right, right. Three. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. you're not paying. I mean, that, that's ultimately what Facebook, you know, they, they want you to pay. And yeah. it's, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're like the online mafia now. But um, yeah, but, we, we hyped it up that way. I had the shirts made because we had the Chive name. Yeah, and at that time, that Keep Calm Chive on was very popular. Oh, yeah, yep. And there's a Chive app, which is yeah. yeah no, I had it. Yeah. I had all that, and I used to get people tell me that oh, you know, we saw your shirts. We were in Georgia. We saw your shirts, Blake. Well, you didn't see my shirts. Probably wasn't much. You saw a Keep the Calm shirt that's Chive said on. Chive. <laughs> um, I just liked it. I like the name Chive because it was one word. I like it's simple and it. It just says fresh. Yeah. The green. As soon as you hear chive, you think green. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. So we're, that's how you came up with the name. You said that. Oh, we we threw a lot of names. Travis and I threw a lot of names around. And uh, I like the wild time too. T H Y. That one took us. That one took us a while too. But I love chive. I, I think it's a great name. Like you said, it's recognizable. It's one yeah. word. It's yeah. Well, when you see like if you see a, if you see a chili pepper with an S on it, mm -hmm. what is that? Red hot chili. Oh well, chilies. Chilies. Yeah, chilies. I'm thinking red hot chili peppers. No, but, but if you yeah, see that with, with an yeah, S, you yeah. know that that's the that brand recognition. So in my head, I worked on that onion, and I drew it. I did all the the design for it. The little onion with that little swoop. Right. I want people to eventually say, "Oh, that's chive." Yeah. That little swooping green onion is is chive. <laughs> Build that great. brand longevity. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean, I, I don't I don't really go to too many chains anymore, but um, the one thing that they are fantastic at or they have been, what got them to where they're at is that they were really good at branding themselves. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And the Green Marlin is becoming a brand. It wasn't a brand until probably last year and a half. I think COVID made us, we were connected to the community greater because of COVID, because we did open as a market. We did not close. We did, we kept everybody employed. Um, we did give away free burgers and beers on Friday nights. Anybody that was out of work. Right. We, we are a brand now. Yeah. And Jive has been a brand for years. Right. But Green Marlin was. And it was a restaurant, maybe a cool thing, but it is becoming a brand. I think people don't realize how important and how difficult branding is. Yeah. Branding's fucking hard. Yeah. To it get is it to stick. Hard. To, you, well, yeah. and your brand isn't your pound, logo. You've got to, yeah. I mean, branding and. Uh, that's another misconception yeah. I think yeah. people. But you know. you've got to, I mean, you've got to beat it into people's brains. It has to, be, you really need to get it to the point where people are like, this is what I feel. I'm hungry for right yep. in my business. I'm it's going, emotion, go, okay, right? I, I need this once in my life yeah. or once a week in my life. I have to do this chive or I have to do a fresh ma- mahi sandwich or, you know, the, a grouper finger basket. I got to do it. Right. Or right. the swordfish. We've been right. getting really popular for the swordfish Louisiana. We do know. I know Andy's all excited. Andy uh, Siegel's all excited about some swordfish or something that you well, get. Well, pumpkin on. swordfish when pumpkin. we do get it in. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I usually I usually try to call, call him, but he's usually there for lunch one or two days yeah. a week. Uh, he's made it a part of his life. The tuna bomb, <laughs> the tuna bomb. That this is what this when you get creative on something and, and you hit a nerve with people. The tuna bomb is something, you know. It's the uh, we take the center cut of the tuna, wrap it in basil and tahini, and then wrap it in an egg roll wrapper, deep fry it. For minute twenty, it sears it perfectly, and then we we uh, put uh, sesame seeds, sriracha aioli, wasabi aioli, and a sweet and spicy soy on it. That is our to to date. That's the most creative app that I've come up with. It's decent. It's if you're not it's hungry, getting people to come in. Yeah, to Andy, that, we're we're going crazy. to Green Marlin for lunch. Well, yeah. Yeah. well, people are coming in, and they before they order anything else, they're like, okay, let's start. Before they get drinks, they're like, let's get a tuna bomb started, and then they they go with the process there. They already know they're getting the tuna bomb. So it, it it's, I'm hoping we're going to get a lot more and you, we will, we're going to have other apps that like, like at, well, before Chive, even before there was at uh, the Long Branch. Remember that? Oh God. Yeah. We, we remodeled the Long Branch and took that kitchen over and started wild time out of that little spot. But when I was there, but that's we did the Reuben, now, right? Yeah. It's, we did the Reuben egg rolls. Oh, those are my favorite. And we became yeah. fa- little famous for the Reuben egg rolls. Now that's not an original idea because those those have been around. I just took it and made it my style where sure. it was all evenly cut and it didn't burn your mouth when a big piece of pastrami came or, or corned beef came out and hit you in the chin. <laughs> but that was a good one that got people like, oh, I got to have that. Yeah. Now, I, the tuna I love bob those. Is taking so, over. Yeah. I, I'll take the Reuben egg rolls over the tuna bob. Yeah. I just, I just love those Reuben but, egg you know, rolls. They, so good. We're a seafood joint. Yeah. Oh well. You, you Although we are it. an Irish pub, well, that's we ne- we didn't talk about why it's called the Green Marlin. Yeah, which confuses so, people. What's funny is I remember the first time, like I said, 2013, 2014, You told me about this concept, and I was like, "This doesn't make sense to me." The Irish pub and the seafood thing together—that yeah. doesn't. Those are two. Th- those are two things you don't really hear together Never. too often. No. Yeah. But I, I think they do eat a decent amount of seafood in Ireland. Well, more I'm than- sure. But when I think of Irish pub, I think of like Meg O'Malley's, or yeah. I think of maybe Sean Ryan, or I mm-hmm. think of. Kelly's. I I don't think of. I don't associate those places with seafood. That's fine. That's 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 what I love about Green Marlin. I, I want to combine things that don't sometimes go together. I did it when I remodeled houses. I would take a Key West style, Mediterranean style, and I would smash them together, and I would do it, and it would work. Yeah. So that's one thing about being creative is that you can take things that maybe shouldn't go together and put them together, and it happens with our sauces at Chive. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if you we have one called the Steak Down Bowl that has a horseradish cream and a sweet and spicy soy sauce that are mixed in there. Now those don't sound good no. together, right? Well, I'm sure they are, but you're right. I don't think I don't associate those all of those yeah. things together in one. Yeah. But I did that one day, and I'm like, that's crazy. Like how good <laughs> they taste together. I don't know right. why they taste good together, but they do. So they that is one thing that you can get over there that you probably won't have that flavor. Any they will never touch each other. Right. Except Anywhere in else the experience in the world. at Chive. Right. right. So let's get back to this. So Chive. I'll tell you how I found out about Chive and how I met you. I was actually at a bar playing in a in a band. Yeah. And you came out and you're like, "Hey, I really like uh, I really like your music. Uh here's 10 bucks and a and a chive menu." And I was like, <laughs> "The fuck is this? I've never <laughs> like yeah. I think you dropped your menu on the floor." Like, "No, it's this for you." That was and at I, Mike, Mike Terry's bar. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, it was the dugout. dugout yeah, yeah, which doesn't exist anymore. And I was like, "Oh, I got to I gotta try this place. I come in and I get a steak salad or something, and it's like, holy shit, this this is really good. Yeah. And I've been a customer for life. I mean, your yeah, lifetime value on that ten dollar tip worked out, right? It's thousands now. It is something we go over with the staff that you you know, number one, it's very easy to the the easiest thing you're gonna do all day is just be nice to somebody when they yeah. walk in the door. That's yeah. so easy. Yeah. But we do still have to drill it into some people that you know, just a smile when they walk in the door changes. I mean, I know I've gone to restaurants when they don't even acknowledge you walking in the door, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, this is going to be a like, bad experience. This is not going to go yeah. well for anybody here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to be here already. I don't want to be here. Right. And I haven't started. Yeah. And it should be an experience. Yeah. It's not just a meal. It's not just nutrition. Yeah. It's uh, You spend, you know, listen, you spend you a lot of money hard. when you go you out. You worked hard yeah. for that money. Everybody yeah. works hard for their money. And where they decide to spend it is, uh, is a, a, a treat for us to have you in. I, it's like coming to my house. I would... I would do the same thing if we weren't getting paid for it. I would still, I'd get you a drink and I'd make you some food because, right. but that's the part I told you earlier about the people that have that in them that want to do that for people are coming back to that, that will be in this business and the ones that don't will be gone. Right, right. So, um, so Chive, that's how you got people to know about that. What'd you do with Green Marlin? Green Marlin, we did the same thing. We got Just the pound the pavement. The, one of the first things I do is I go get shirts made, I go get hats right. made and I make right. it look like we're already an established right. thing. And oh, what is go, that? Where do I find that place? Well, going back to Chive, people were like, I saw him being like, I don't know what Chive is, but I have to be there when it opens. Like, <laughs> Exactly. But it was easier when Facebook lets you get some free stuff out right. there. Right. Well, I mean, trust harder. me, it's a problem. It's why we're in business. It's one of the reasons why we're in business because Facebook has kind of changed this model. Where yeah, and, and, and you and, will and, do and well. Pe- and people don't know they think that that's just the end of Facebook now. Okay, well, I can't reach everybody that I was reaching before. Yeah. I guess I'm done. And a lot of what we do is educating, you know, educating business owners. No, you're not done. It's going to cost you some money, but you can still get yeah, what you had before. There's other ways to get to people for sure. Not, we right. are exploring it. I, I haven't. I'm really not dumping a lot of money anywhere until I can figure it out better. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you want to do your research and, and not waste yeah. money. I it mean, is, it, yeah. and sometimes you you are wasting money and you're throwing it at old ideas that don't don't get to people anymore and I think that's frustrating. I did for a while I switched to giving all this stuff back to the customers. I you know, we did the when we were open on Mondays at Green Marlin and we will reopen when we get enough staff to. But I did the 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 uh, lobster night. Oh yeah. I yep. took a hit on lobster. I probably broke even or made a couple bucks. Right. But I decided okay, instead of spending 15 or 1800 dollars a month advertising wherever it was, I'm just going to give that to my customers, right? It's a it's a brilliant concept. Well, yeah. it's, it's actually a, a break it's a break even concept. Yeah, I'm not spending money. Right. I'm just break even breaking even on a special. Right, right. So a loss leader is what you know what you yeah. call it in the market. But yep. I didn't spend fifteen hundred dollars. I spent zero actually. Right, right. Yeah, and as long came as in and, and the word of mouth was spreading more and more, and we ended up doing 
you know, we started out, we're doing like eight or 12 lobsters a night. When we stopped doing it, we were doing 75 to 100 lobsters a night. <laughs> That's so, insane. It's still it's, not making a lot of money, but you're no, getting a lot of people in the door. Buy, and again, lifetime value is through buying, the roof. Buying cocktails and they're getting they're getting They right? were having three glasses of wine instead of one right, because exactly. they're like, I got such a good deal on that. I'm going to spend my money right, on right, more drinks. Right. And we have great drink prices too. We have all day, every day happy hour. It's always like, I, I tried to, when I opened the Green Marlin, I was going to follow the concept that. Okay, you have very high drink prices, and then for two happy hours a day, or, you know, a four to or a three to six or whatever happy hour, like a nine, to it's going to be half off. Or something. Right. So I'm going to have ten dollar drinks, and then they're going to be five bucks. Right. For when it's when it's happy hour. Well, what I noticed was, remember when the bar would clear out right as happy hour ended? There was no one there. Right. Right. <laughs> Empty. And then the people that did come in were like, "Man, I had two drinks. It was more than my food." Yeah. So I'm like, you know, we're not doing this. We're going to drop the prices. All the prices come down. I, um, and initially we dropped all those prices to, I think, I think they were like four fifty or five bucks for all the, the, even I think the calls, the wells were like four calls were like five. We, we, we have gone up since then, but initially I just said, this is, we're just going to have inexpensive or fair prices all the time. So you sure. don't feel like you're getting ripped off when you come at seven thirty on a Friday night and you had two drinks and you spent $30 on drinks or something. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would rub me the wrong way and I probably wouldn't. So that's why we say all day, every day, happy hour. Yeah. Where Love we just it. have fair prices all the time. And we do have specials on certain things like that, that are great deals. Like the five ninety nine, we have a rum drink. Mm-hmm. Um, the Goombay Smash is always that. I think my Guinness is five ninety nine all the time. And then at Chive, we have 350 margaritas and 550 Tito's all day, every day. So you have really good specials all the time. Right. And then you have just fair prices on everything else. Right. So again, I talk marketing. That's all I really care about. Mm-hmm. Andy, like I said, has had Dude. extensive yeah. uh, experience him, in, hey, in, in, in the restaurant bar industry. <laughs> on, and so usually what happens is I end these podcasts. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I have all my questions answered. And then Andy's like, no, wait a minute. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't have any questions just more. So I love how many great points you made just as a former restaurateur yeah. myself. And, you know, it's to kind of go back to one of your first points about a lot of people get into it thinking that, you know, I can do this as a business owner. You have to be invested. You have to put your time in it, especially yeah. at a restaurant, because every single server, every cook, every bartender is an extension of yourself and therefore an extension of your brand. And yeah. I think that's true with any business is you've got to be hands on because your employees also represent your brand and, and yeah. you don't want that. They're, sort just, of, they're just as important as the, um, the product. Because it the, number one, the welcoming. I said when you walk in the building, I I always tell new staff and I remind old staff like when they walk in the building, it's like they walked in your house. So how awkward is it if somebody walks in your house and you looked at them and just let them walk by? <laughs> what? Like it's awkward for everybody now. Right. Like say hello to them. Like, hey, how you doing? What's up? I will say that the bartender at or whoever t- seems to be working at Chive is very good at that. Yeah. Like every time I've walked in, it's like, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Chive. Yeah. Well, I always made the argument to my former servers was, what if that table walking in happens to be sat in your section? Now their first impression of you is, oh, she didn't want to take care of us. Yeah. Right. Now she's taking care of us. So it's yeah. just those little things you don't think about. It's big picture. You know, if the restaurant does well, I do well. It's 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 not it's not the restaurant business, not any other business. It's about being a human being to other someone else when you see them, say hello. Absolutely. To them. It doesn't even. I don't even consider not saying hi to right. somebody. Right. When, it's rude. Even if, when I walk rude. by somebody, if I'm in Publix and I walk by another human being, I'm like, hi. Like, right. like a wave or something, and acknowledgement. I think it's yeah. it, we're we're losing a little bit of that. 
And yeah. as the younger kids grow up, they are more on their phones and everything. They don't have as many skills too. But I just, you make eye contact with somebody, I think you should be like, hey. Right. Right. <laughs> you say, you say uh, just to bring up a point, you say kids are on their phones nowadays. Yeah. Obviously, that's one of the biggest frustrations about servers on their phones. I actually used to do a thing where I said, if I catch you on your phone, then you have to take a picture of a product and post about it. That's a good idea. So do you, do you have any sort of stuff like that? No, I you... just take their phone. <laughs> that's, that's what I used to do. Then it turned into just negative Nancy the rest of the shift. And I, I realized, you know what? Biggest sort of an incentive. I put it, I've, used, I've, I've actually gone home with it because I put it in my apron. That I have I forget. Now. No, yeah. I'll get home like, man. You start vibrating like, wait a second. I can't call them because I got their phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'd have to Look run up it their back mom's to number. Yeah, then we have to, that, that's something we're never going to have to deal with. I, I know they're going to be on it. I know they're going to do this. I just really press them. During our peak volume hours, if I find you on your phone, it's it's termination. Oh, like we don't we don't yeah. we can't play that game. You're worried about where you're going later yeah. tonight, and these you know people are paying for your service at that yeah. time. Friday, Saturday yeah. night, middle of dinner rush, absolutely not. No, I think you know. I think ours is like eleven thirty to one thirty. You're terminated if I catch you on. I think it's wow. Yeah. Oh, it's dude, great. Well, I love it. Six, six, business, you, six you, to you've eight. Got to be on yeah. point. You know they, they joked Seinfeld about the soup Nazi, but. To a small degree, that is sort of the yeah. mentality. You know, but to go back to what he said, you still have to have that human factor. Yeah. You know, but but you have to be diligent about what's going on. Yeah, there's a there's a balance of of being mildly aggressive when you tell people to do stuff. Like, I try not to. It. Yeah. But if you haven't done something and it's the third and fourth time that I've told you, then you're going to get a different managing style from me. And I do have a good degree of management. I'm, my first management is to give you all the information you need and make sure that you have the, the tools you need to do your job. And as we, we don't get the right response from you, it may get a little more stern. Um, I mean, look, I may be a little short with you. <laughs> so I'm a little short all the time, I guess. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of providing them all the information. You say, look, I've provided you the information, yes. you know, so therefore I can hold you accountable for having to know it. We do. I do. I'm, I'm, I try to make sure that they have everything they need, especially with, I've worked in kitchens where stuff didn't work. It makes it very hard to, to be oh, yeah. creative oh, yeah. and good. When I, I worked at one place where the flat top would turn off randomly, <laughs> and then you'd be like cooking something, you're like there's no heat on it at all anymore. Oh my god! And it'd be seven thirty on a Friday night, like, and you you have to like jiggle it around or stick your hand in here. And the, the owner be like, yeah, just tap <laughs> oh, it three yeah, times like that. Pick this up, deal. I'm like, I do, I'm like, I got twenty Order's tickets on the board. I don't have right time there, to do that. Yeah. I'm like, just fix it. Just right. fix it for right. us, or buy a new one. Right. You gotta invest um, it to, especially yeah. in the restaurant business. My stuff breaks, we fix it yeah. within the day, or they're out there that right in an hour they're out there fixing it because Customer. number one, you, everything has to be you know running correctly for coolers and all that stuff. But um, you want whatever the customer orders to be the same every single time. Yeah. And if product or well, you won't piece keep of equipment's down. It's not gonna happen. I don't work for that company that did that to me, <laughs> right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now and I was a, I was a general manager for them. And I would, I would have to get online and help, and I'd be like, I understand why these guys don't like their jobs. Like, they can't, you, you need stuff support. doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm pretty big on that. We spend a lot of money on fixing things, but. But it's uh, got to be right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess. Yeah, we don't, we, I don't play around with that. We have to. Um, uh, number one, you, you will get angry. Everybody will be angry, and nobody wants to be there, and they won't be your, your employees anymore, and then your customers aren't going to get good food. And it's right. a, it's a it's snowball effect. It's a high stress that, that can shut a restaurant yeah. down real quick. Uh. Yeah, it's something that has to be monitored all yeah. the time. We, we do morale. Morale goes up and down, up in waves. I, I, I see it with from my management staff all the way to the dishwashers. It goes, it goes in waves. Yeah. 
Yeah. But well, where we, we we were still on ch- moving chive? Did no, we, we were through that. No, we were. Yeah, you already moved chive. Yeah. Uh, we were on Green Marlin and how you uh, how you got people to know oh, about Green so Marlin. Mark, we did yeah. the buggy bunch. Okay. I, I picked a charity and got on board with that. We gave. I think I gave a hundred dollar gift card away. That hundred dollar gift card got eighty five thousand views and eleven hundred comments. <laughs> It's amazing. Yeah, I ended up hundred bucks. I gave away two hundred dollar gift cards. I was like, that I got a lot of value yeah. right there. Oh God, yeah. And that was all just advertising our buggy bunch event, which was a, a thirty dollar ticket, um, free food, free, free bar, the whole thing, mm-hmm. and it generated so much publicity. We ended up putting. I think I had enough for 375 people to come in. I think 425 people got in oh the door. I don't know how. I think right. they got to the door. And don't like, tell the fire marshal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was done properly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was pre-COVID I too, didn't. So. Everybody was saying, no, I, I know Lou, and they were letting them in. Like, they don't, yeah. you, you can't just let people in. They didn't have a ticket. It doesn't, why did we sell tickets then? They just say, oh, I know Lou. And I'm going to try that next time. I'll be like, oh, no, I know, I know Lou. He was on this podcast. My, yeah. my staff complains about that all the time. We're like, customers are like, I know Lou. Yeah. We're like, so do we. The, yeah, like that means. <laughs> anything yeah i mean i i do it's i cool do that i know you but i'm not expecting any special i don't know, I don't know what he, he didn't he, if if i if i call the restaurant i said oh by the way this person's coming by and i'd like to buy them this well that's different but just saying going in the restaurant say i know lou and they're like yeah i don't what do you want me to do for you, you wanna, that right there tells you how much time you spend and invest in your own business oh, the, I do. the I, only time I, i've I ever used that it's funny because the guy's sitting right there but uh, i was in new york city barry uh who's sitting over here owner of one of the owners of Studio 60 here that we're sitting in. I'm in New York. Uh, I text him, or somehow he knows I'm there. And he says, hey, you got to try this breakfast place. Penelope's, right? Was that what yeah. it was called? Penelope's, yep. So I'm like, all right, cool. So uh, he says, t- tell him, tell him I-, I sent you there. I'm like, who the fuck's this guy? You know, like, all right, whatever. So my wife and, go- my wife and I go in there for breakfast, and a uh, uh, woman helps us. And I said, yeah, uh, we're here um, Barry sent us. Barry Shapiro sent us. And she says, oh, we were expecting you. Oh, yeah. you were. Yeah. Oh, all right. We get in. We sit down and had. I'm not exaggerating when I say it was the best breakfast breakfast I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And uh, it was just cool. Like yeah. it was cool to use that. But I would never go into a restaurant to one of your restaurants. Yeah. Oh, well, I know Lou. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go sit oh, down. You'd be people surprised. are crazy. Well, I sometimes people I do. do people. I do tell people. I'll be. I'll, I'll be at Chive helping them out. You know, kind of bounce back and forth all day long. Right, I'll be right. bartending over at Chive. And how people talk about, I'm like, man, I really like oysters. I'm like, hey. <laughs> yeah, you got to try. Yeah. You're at the wrong restaurant. Go to right. my other restaurant and right. tell them Lou sent you over there. And they will do that. And then when I get off and I, I, I help them out at Chive on Friday nights, and then I head over to Marlin and see how they've done, I'll see people that I've sent over there. Still hanging out Yeah, at and the then bar I'll go and, and have a beer with them. So, <laughs> but exactly. you, you're giving the hostess a heads up, though, right? Or, or, or is it just, um, like, that's sort of is the I heads do, I do if that, you know, I've. If maybe something was wrong or something, I, I will give them a heads up. But otherwise, I'm just telling them what we got. Gotcha. I'm not telling them to do anything special for gotcha. them. Like, look, oh, you, okay. you, you came I over say, here. I say, yeah, Lou sent me. Okay, well, I'm getting treated just like yeah. everybody else. <laughs> well, no, I'd, I'd be joking. Like, Lou told me to come over here. Oh, okay. I had to, I had to <laughs> come meet Casey, the bartender, and uh, have a dozen oysters. Right. You know? And they, they will be happy. And then I usually get there uh, within a half hour after sending them over and it's just a good experience. I don't know that I, I think I'm pretty lucky that I get to do all these things and, and be creative and hang out with people and make the bonds that I have. And I don't feel like I'm working. I think that that's the reward for being a good restaurateur. Uh, if that's even how you say it. Restaurateur? Restaurateur. Restaurateur. Whatever you call it. <laughs> being a good restaurant owner, 
I think that's Amen. the benefit. I think that's the benefit. Like the advantage of being a good one is you do get to reap those benefits. Yeah, there's high yeah. stress, but there's high reward because right. it's fulfilling. Right. But we talked earlier about how all these people that want to own a restaurant think, oh, well, I'm just going to go hang out, you know, with my buddies on yep. that side of the bar, and then yeah. Well, do no, not. you said fulfilling. I mean, honestly, there's moments. This may sound cheesy, but like giving someone that perfect experience yeah. at a restaurant can really like you see it make a family's day or a couple's day yeah. it's like okay that's cool i contributed i helped out to that it's part of it's part of the process of being an artist in any form like i, I like looking at art and you know they do things to you but i can see your facial expression when you taste my food and like or you know a server brings oh, it i'm out. reading the body language all day when you're in the restaurant but, Absolutely. And, and, and chive too i can see the anticipation of when them their first time there and then they see the guy saute like steak and then put it on top of their salad and they're like people are like that's mine like you just yeah, made yeah. that and it's going on plate and it's in my hand yep. <laughs> and they're starting to like salivate like you, and then they taste it and they're so they're so happy and the staff gets to interact with that happiness exactly. the cooks at green marlin don't get that interaction um, which we do have something really cool over there i just added a bell to the outside in the dining room and you can buy the kitchen staff a round of beers for 12 bucks so if I you think go we over heard there, that actually, yeah. I was wondering what that was. So, but you can go ring the bell now. Before you could just do what is on the menu. Yeah. I put a rope on in the dining room, and the bell's in the kitchen. So if you pull the rope, it'll ring the bell, <laughs> the bell. in the kitchen. Awesome. So if it's a busy night and those guys are working their tails off, and that bell rings, they knew that somebody is appreciating that oh, they're that's working great. hard. Oh, I, I think, love that concept. Yeah, if you yeah. ring the bell once. It's for the, the cooks. If you ring it twice, it's for the servers. If you ring it three times, it's for the whole house. So it would cost $24 to buy the front and the back of the house a beer, a beer awesome. which I think is, is I love that. Great I don't make any money on it. I probably yeah. lose a little bit, but yeah, yeah. but it's helping out the, the, the staff. All the and morale, when they, the, that, yeah. when they hear that oh, bell yeah. ring, that's, that's yeah. And that's cool. creating that good camaraderie. And like you said, it's different from Chive as a restaurant because I feel, in my experience, the Expo can create a lot of issues because yeah. if you don't make sure it goes out perfect, yeah. Then you're going to have an issue with it coming back, and that's going to slow down the next order, and so on and so forth. Whereas, like you said, the, the benefit of chive is right. you're seeing it made in front it. of you. If you see it's messed up as a customer, you're going to say, "Hey, oh no, no, I didn't want that." Yeah. Offer. Well, also, you're the creator of that dish. Exactly. Like, we didn't. You did that to yourself. Right. Like exactly. when you had when you, when you get the beans <laughs> yeah. and rice and chicken and sour cream. Like you did that. I what did, did you that think that you? was going to taste yeah, like? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the most bland <laughs> thing you've ever had. Like, like sour cream doesn't even have much flavor. Oh, I love it. It's funny. I told you that we would be here at two fifteen at the latest, and I think we're past that. Oh, this has gone so well. This has gone so well. This is great. Oh, I could talk about my restaurants all. I love it. I might have to talk to this guy about bartender for him in a couple nights. Yeah, (laughs) you'd have fun. You'd have fun. Just, just for the fun, man. I bartended for ten years. I was, I, I didn't, I never cooked. Yeah. I don't have any, any culinary. Uh, training. I I was a bartender. So. You're a liquid chef. That's what I used to call myself. Yeah. I just yeah. I, I became a general manager when I graduated from college, and I realized that I was as good or better than my cooks. When I, I general, so right. I had to come, get online and help them, and I'm like, I'm pretty good at cooking. <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. And but then I I had been years been making myself these mayonnaise based different sauces for my ramen noodles, so I had that going for me, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're getting like culinary 101 in the yeah, uh, dorm room i have no like really like if, if you see how i got to the, my final product on some of the stuff that i do you'd be like that doesn't make any sense but like it does well, for me because that's and that's why we're a little bit different key ingredients that yeah. seafood uh that's one of the most fr- frustrating things in florida is saying hey fresh seafood is not i was in the keys yeah. well, well it was three years ago when i was on vacation but i went to one of the little bars on the water i'm like 
Yeah, I think I'm just gonna get a mahi sandwich. Like it's frozen. Like what? In yeah. Key West. Like what? Yeah. Why is it frozen? I could go catch one right now. It's like right there. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that, that's a start to a great <laughs> dish, though. I mean, if you start off with a great product. Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't say it's hard to mess it up, but. I just left the restaurant. I, you know, you know, I try to start my conversation with everybody that walks in the building. I'm like, have you been here before? And if they're like, no, I'm like, we just cut the fish. Um, I didn't cut it today. Mike, I don't let a lot of people cut the fish, but Mike was there. He was cutting the fish. Uh, obviously, we were closed yesterday. We are closed on Monday, so it's all fresh. So when the fish comes in, it comes in whole? We come in whole fish? sides. Okay. Yeah, it's not, you know, sometimes we have to take the, the pin bone out in the middle. Um, but for most part, it's a slab. Gotcha. It's a slab, and we fillet it down into taco size, or six ounce, or five ounce, or some of them seven ounce for the uh, some of the specialty fish like grouper. We do it seven ounces. Gotcha. I was just, I, I I had no idea how it would come in. So that's that's pretty cool. It's, uh, it's I actually worked at a restaurant in Jacksonville. You may have heard of it, uh, the Fish Camps. No, maybe not. Well, you might uh, check it out. You'd appreciate it. Fresh yeah. fish, um, just unbelievable. Flavor. I would uh, like to get out more and try other restaurants. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's time, legitimately right? fresh fish. And I say that because as a manager, I started as a bartender, and I stupidly went to manager. And I had to check in fresh fish every single day and be from three or four different guys. Yeah, we got two Pulling up with their boats two. in the back. Hey, man, I got – it's like that is literally as fresh as it gets. Yeah, they yeah haven't for even, sure. You know. It's a, it, like I said, it's a different animal when you get fresh fish. Yeah. And I don't – we try to keep our prices as, as good as we can. I think, you know, we got the a couple – Fresh fish dishes for lunch that are like fourteen bucks. Um, you know the dinner entrees run around twenty four, twenty five. I'm gonna try to hold off raising the prices as long as I can, but everything is getting more expensive. But mm-hmm. I don't mind paying it for it, right? If right. it's really fresh, what I do mind is you telling me that it's fresh and it's fresh not. frozen, <laughs> or or just that you order you ordered fresh but you let it go for six or seven days right yeah right i don't want to try to i don't want to guess what i'm going to need for six or seven days right right i want yeah, to guess what do i need tonight what yeah. do i need tonight tuesday night we i think i ordered 10 pounds of mahi i couldn't get grouper because um it's 25 dollars a pound right grouper now was tough. it's 25 dollars <laughs> a pound it's ridiculous yeah. Yeah. i got golden tile instead because golden tile is 17 a pound Golden Tile is a better fish than Grouper. I, was just saying, it's cheaper than I may have to explain it to some people that yeah. you know Golden Tile is better. But Try it. Hey, I'm getting never a had better it. deal. It's like the stock market, okay? That's how fish work. Yeah. And so I, I, we have Golden Tile today. So if we go over there and <laughs> check it out, I think I have some Grouper for uh, tacos that we got. Ooh, you know, I can, I can, got, I can get better deals on smaller pieces. But the big slabs, the fillets, you're not going to get a good deal on those right now. And like the swordfish, we get a good deal on because we buy the imperfect cuts. So it's not a perfect fillet, but I don't care because I'm cutting it into you're doing a it taco size. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so it works out better that way. And I can, if I get a good deal, I pass it on. We don't we don't charge full price on something I got a good deal on. Yeah. So I have one question, sort of bringing it back to the marketing social media. You mentioned about how you used to do the the lobster dinners and how you broke yep. in. Since then, have you made any changes, any adaptations, or on pricing? Uh, no, no, no. As or, far as uh, the way you're marketing your business, and or are you seeing an impact of social media towards your brand being built like you talked about green marlin being built do you think social media had yeah with that? but it's less it, it's less of me now because i do see people coming in and taking pictures and sharing it that works better than me doing you know posting my specials sometimes i see more traction when people organically start talking about it absolutely um there's uh, it's it's tough to find any i'm not putting any more money into anything right now 
what I am doing is taking those specials, and when we do a reopen on Monday, we will bring that lobster yeah. night back. Um, the dollar oysters, which oysters are up to sixty cents a piece, so after you put all the toppings and crackers in it, you're at seventy cents. So I'm charging dollar oysters, making thirty cents an oyster yeah. isn't real good. Um, then the labor and overhead, you're not making any. Oh uh, yeah, restaurants. It's, yeah. it's all about the margins. Yeah, but I don't mind you know breaking even on a dollar oyster because it is a it's almost like a Friday night. Four to seven down there on Wednesday. It'll bring which, people in yeah. for. I'll go to a restaurant for fresh oysters. Yeah, and yeah. we. I mean, our, we get our oysters on today, for tomorrow. We always get them on Tuesday. Um, so that 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 that's the freshest you can get them. They get their delivery on Monday, then they deliver to us on Tuesday, and then we serve them on Wednesday because we gotta shuck yeah. them first in, first out, best possible way. Yeah, but it's. I wanted. I opened that. I opened the Green Marlin because I was hoping somebody was gonna open. A restaurant like the Green Marlin, and I kept waiting for years, and nobody opened one. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna do it myself. Yeah. The Green Marlin is gonna get opened here in Vero, and I'm gonna not go down to Jupiter and not open the Chive down there, which I think Chive and Jupiter would have done fantastic, oh, yeah. better than it does here because it's a, a younger median age down there, right? And median right. age here is higher. It's Chive should not do good in this town. It really shouldn't. <laughs> and I mean, you've had two that, that have done extremely to, well. Yeah, speaks to how well it runs. Yeah. And the Marlin does very well. I understand why the Marlin does well. It's this yeah. is more traditional. It's a you know it's a this is a wealthier town. There's they want seafood. They want fresh seafood. You so I quality, get that. Yeah. Chive, I never thought Chive was going to do good in this town. I just wanted a second business for the the uh, catering. It's funny how that works, isn't it? But yeah, we do have to. So we let's do let have get to, out of here. Yeah. I do have to wrap it up only because I have yeah. another meeting at two thirty. Stop and asking it's, questions. Yeah, it's no, two twenty-five. I, I really appreciate your time. Hey, do you yeah. like this chair I'm sitting in? By the way, do I like it? Yeah. Do you see the stadium chair? Do you know where no. this is from? No. This is from old Yankee Stadium. Really? Yeah, Barry. What was it? That your sixtieth cool. birthday was a gift my from 60th, Patricia. My sixtieth birthday gift from my wife. That's, That's pretty the, cool. It's the, I had to sit in it for this podcast. Yeah, I probably should let your guests sit in it. What's that? No, I man, I had to sit in it, man. That's, that's more comfortable. That's more comfortable. Okay. It's soft. Yeah. So now we know uh, for next time. Give yeah. the guests a comfy chair. Yeah. Well, yeah. well that is that's probably the comfier chair. I guess the cooler looking chair. But this is know. the cooler chair. Man. I had to sit in it. I yeah. mean, are you a baseball fan? You, you should have told me. I am not. Yes. Yeah, oh, see, you wouldn't <laughs> even appreciate it. No. See. No, I'm a, I, I like Florida football. That's about it. Okay. Oh, they almost Philadelphia won. Eagles. Yeah. They almost beat Bama. Oh, that was that was. I was very disappointed. Tough, I don't yeah. want to talk about that. Yeah. There's so many missed opportunities on that. But I do want to thank you for coming out and being yeah. on this. I want to thank you for letting us uh, do the, the podcast at Green Marlin and, and Chive, too. That was great. Anytime. And I want to thank Barry for letting us yeah, use the studio. Barry. We're going to have him on uh, in, a, in a future podcast here soon. Wow. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I hope uh, everybody that's listening or watch uh, enjoyed it. Uh, Lou, man, I, I really look up to you. And, oh, and thanks, I think buddy. that... Uh, I think your restaurants are great and yeah. always a supporter. And no, I appreciate everything, man. I really I'll do. talk about fresh food in my restaurants all day long. <laughs> and, you know, with, with the, the, my younger staff that's coming up, I always try to tell them, find something like I found. Like, find something you're passionate about. Yeah. And you're going to have to work hard at it. But you're really going to be rewarded. You're going to – it's going to set you up for the rest of your life. You're never going to have to worry about – money if you if you work at something that you care about so much because people are going to feel it in you yeah and they're going to want to be a part of it always be a part of it and you're not going to have a hard time selling your product if you believe in it as much as i do right so find what that product I, I, is and i, I do say it. that about our business all the time the money yeah. will come you do a good job the money will come i'm that not true yeah so Sounds i was like you. a cliche but it is yeah, true. It's, it's very true let the work so, show for itself well, yep so anyhow that's it i'll let you hey, get buddy. to your meeting man thank you very thank much you i appreciate it uh awesome. thanks again care. barry thank and uh all right take care Beautiful.